I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow if you haven't done so already on Twitter. We are at Premier View Pod. On Facebook, our page is the Premier View Podcast and on Instagram, where we are Premier View Podcast. We have up to the minute news on all things tip GAA across all our socials, plus the odd giveaway so don't miss out. If you're a Spotify listener, don't forget to hit follow and also hit the bell so that you never miss a podcast episode. We are now delighted to introduce our new sponsor, Orga Retro. Go retro with orgaretro.com, specialists in county retro style clothing. Okay, hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. I'm your host today, Mike McCarthy, and I'm joined this week by Sean Smith, Colin Purcell, and Andy Tracy. How are you doing, lads? All good. All good. Thanks, Mike. Okay, before we get into ta- things, lads, as I said, this is episode 100, and how the hell did we get here? I'll never know. Uh, this podcast was the brainchild of Corey Corcoran, a temporary native exiled in Cork in July of 2019. Enda Tracy was the first man to volunteer his services and Sean wasn't too far behind him and they have been ever present ever since. A great year to start with two All-Ireland runs to talk about. Uh, Marty Ryan, Colm O'Sullivan, the only female, Marissa Kennedy, Jamie Barrett, Stephen Cronin, Colm Purcell and new host Kevin Ryan, who's absent today, are the regular contributors who have grown this podcast. Podrick Dermody, a Laura Man exiled in Leash, and Owen Ryan, a Care Man exiled in Cashel, are the social media experts that provide regular updates and controversy in that sphere. Sean Flynn, a new addition on staff, and will make a huge contribution to the cause come championship. Uh, we'd like to thank all of them for their commitment over the last three and a half years, and hopefully for many years to come. Uh, that's been an enjoyable three and a half years on the PV podcast. I have to say my favourite episode was probably the one I did with Damien Young, and it was a two-hour epic and Damien Young, for me, was the most, um, the, the best guest we've had on. I thought he was very insightful and excellent. Have you enjoyed your time with it, Sean and Inda, especially you're here all the time? 
Most of it, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been enjoyable, all right. Uh, I think the first time we met up, I'm not sure if Sean was there. You weren't there, Mike. We went to the horse and jockey for the first episode and met up in person, which hasn't happened since. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, we, I think it was just before the All-Ireland semi-final. Um, so it was, uh, it was uh, off the cuff. We got a good bit of help from a Tip FM man, Ronan Cork, to get us going. So shout out to Ronan as well. But uh, yeah, it's been enjoyable since, in fairness. And a few people, you always get a few compliments about it and a few uh, criticisms, which is par for the course. But well, it's enjoyable all around, yeah. Sean, how, how have you felt about it? Yeah, likewise, that is. Can't walk down the street now and someone would give out to your otherwise, but it's grand and gets people talking, sure. We had listen to white shit here, listen to it walking down the road, but no, it's been great. And you know, like it's just talking about things you mightn't hear every day, like you know, club hurling, especially and players are coming up and even underage and stuff. You no, know, it is getting it out and getting name out there, like you know, and it's always the feedback from many people's been good and even online lads with thoughts and the score updating the scores and the feedback and that, you know, it'd be had been excellent there lately, to be honest. Excellent. Column, you're new enough, to, I suppose, to contribute, but you were probably listening beforehand. Uh, what got you involved? I think desperation from the lads' point of view, really, more than anything else. I think I was probably bottom of the list. They couldn't find anybody else. But um, look, as the lads have said, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's on a personal level, it's been great to get to know you guys. But I suppose more importantly, it gives gives a voice for Tipperary hurling to people, particularly maybe who are exiled outside of the county. And it's amazing the amount of random people that will come up to you and go, you're the guy on the podcast. Jeez, I listen to that. It's, you know, it's very good or it's very shite or whatever. But, you know, that's it's nice to get a bit of feedback. And, you know, I, I have s- several friends who I know or people who I know who I didn't even realize were that interested in hurling, but yet they've managed to find their way to the podcast and will, you know, remind me of any mistakes or anything controversial or ridiculous that I've said pretty quickly. So, yeah, look, it, it, it's been very enjoyable. And hopefully now, you know, last year was a bit of a struggle, I think, for us all because, you know, things weren't going so well, particularly on the, the senior side. So hopefully this year now we'll we'll be able to drive on a little bit more in the, in, in the senior hurling and we'll have plenty of good stuff to talk about as opposed to last year, which at times became, I think, a bit of a, a bit of a drag for some of us. Like, you know, it was in, interfering with our personal well-being almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I suppose, a good segue into, into this year. Um in contrast to last year, we're 100% in the in the National League. And last weekend, uh, we were up in Corrigan Park uh, in Antrim uh, in the midst that long trip up uh, on behalf of the podcast, but not really. <laughs> in the, uh, just I suppose briefly, tip one well, but uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, it's a good win considering like I was traveling up the road and, you know, going by previous league matches up in Corrigan Park, any team that's gone up there, it's been. Been been tough match. Like there's never going to be. There's never been a blowout there in my recent memory up in a up in Corrigan Park. They bit Clare up there recently. Wexford there in the last couple of years. You know they they run teams close up there, and it's you know the distance up there makes it hard to go up there and play your best hurling. But thought Tip were really good in the day, and at the match one in the first half, really a lot of a lot of positive play. Like they they were using the ball really well. Now having said that, you have to caveat that by saying it's. It was a dead rubber in essence, like there was nothing to begin for either team, and and that was highlighted no more than the fact that Moran Maher got a bit of a knock. John Campion was up warming up before he'd even hit the ground. Um, so they weren't going to be taking any chances with players. So look a great win. 428 up in Cargan Park is it's good tip, and then we left a lot of scores behind us as well, to be honest. So 
Yeah, all positive. Keep the win, win and ring, win, win and run going, and uh, positive going into Limerickshire. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I suppose one of the highlights of the game, Sean, was that uh, John McGrath was back, started, got six points from play, seven in total, and I, I saw a fairly desperate interview. I'd have to say with with um, Connor Stakeham during the week, and he, he named John McGrath actually as he won to watch for the year. Um, but yeah, it's great to see John back and on the field, isn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. And I think it's be great. I think trying to drum myself himself this coming Saturday evening, get it grounds there. Um it's a good one for him there against Andrew got scores known. How many people again then if you are up there as well, they said like, you know, he looks sharp, looks fish, you know, and we need a good John McGrath in the forward line, along with a four like these lads are split the scores, like you know, like we mentioned before, that four does kind of keep us going there in a few games and everyone else maybe scoring the odd point too, but like John McGraw would nip in and pick pop scores all over and hit the back of the net then like like with Jake Morris as well. Yeah. Uh Colm, a, a few um I suppose newer names got a got a run out at the weekend. Porrick Campion, Owen Connolly, Joe Fogarty for Money Gall got his fourth start, got two points from from say Keno Kelly was, was involved. Um, and uh, man, I've been talking up Sean Ryan got one three. It's good to see new guys. We need a panel, I suppose good to see those guys getting that run out and a bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, look, training on Tuesday night, I'm sure, was was a rip-roaring affair because you've got a lot of lads now trying to break into the, the 26, let alone get onto the team. So, you know, you have to take huge positives from the Antrim game, but more so, I suppose, from the league in that respect. We seem to be building a panel now. You've named four or five lads there who, you know, I probably wouldn't be in my first 15, but... There's certainly lads now that you'd have less fear about having to bring in, you know, and I think that's really important. I think Liam Cal and the other intercounty managers have been stressing that, you know, it's it's it, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So there's going to be lots of opportunity for guys to, to break into the team, and they're going to be needed. So m- my take from from Sunday was that lads were given an opportunity and they stuck up their hand and, and took it. And I'm sure, you know, that would be the big positive for me. And I'm sure that Cal and Bevins will be looking now at at the Limerick game. You know, it's, it it, it kind of has, I suppose, a little bit of a, a comparison with 2009 where Kilkenny were top dogs and a young tip team came in the league and took them on. And I suppose some of us are kind of looking at that maybe for, for, for Saturday night as well, that we're, we're taking on the top dogs and we're going to, you know, see where we're at really at that stage. Yeah. Um, in the, just before we move on to that Limerick game, those, I suppose... From from what I can gather, James quickly played with with Kiladangan at the weekend, and and seems to be, um, well, I'm not sure whether he's gone off the panel, but certainly not in in the plans uh, at the moment. But did it, any of those guys that were playing in Antrim, I suppose, did they play themselves off the panel? Ah, uh, you can't say that. No, no, everyone played played pretty well. Um, as we're saying, Sean Ryan won three. Like I'm surprised he hasn't got as much league time as maybe his performances have warranted. Like he was, he was unreal again the other day. Like he's just a savage option to pump the ball down to. If if you have no other option, you need a long ball. Like he's going to win it in the air along the ground. He's tussling for 50-50 nine times out of ten. He comes out with the ball. He's a savage finisher as well. His goal was, it was a good twenty-five yards out on an angle, and he could have took the point fairly handy, but off his left into the top corner, into the far corner, he's. Playing very well, um. So I'd be, I'd love to see him get a run against Limerick to see, you know, you're not going to get a bigger test than being on Sean Finn or Barry Nash in, in the full forward line. So, 
Um, the half back line were very strong in the Heffernan. Three points from play, playing very well again. Another lad that's impressed anytime he's got game time. Uh, Podge Campion, solid again. Just so powerful running up with the ball in the half half back line. There was no stopping him and scored it. <laughs> scored it. I, th- I think he got a nosebleed by the time he was finishing the ball into the back of the net there the last day. Um, he took a, it was a dodgy enough pass back from Mark Yo, but showed good composure to take a tackle and then bury the ball. So Joe Fogarty even is probably the lad who was under the most scrutiny. He hadn't played well in a couple of games. He'd gotten in the Munster League and, uh, you know, he played well enough in the, in the midfield in the first half. Um, himself and Allentine were pretty dominant there. So, like, you couldn't say anyone played badly the other day. Um, Reece Shelley had a dodgy moment in the second half where he dropped the ball. It could have led to a goal, but that'd be ultra critical. These pockets were good. Um, and everyone seems to be playing well, which, you know, it really speaks to a competitive environment inside and training. And, you know, everything, it's, it's, the mood music, music is really sound in there, so can't have any complaints. Yeah. Um, Sean, I, I suppose, interestingly there, uh, Colin mentioned that it reminds him a little bit of 2009 and that uh, there was a young tip team and uh, they came on to take on Kilkenny. The older lads on this team seem to be putting their hand up and saying that they want to be still involved. Come championship, will Liam go with the newer guys to try and, and I suppose, build a team? Or will, will it be a sprinkling of both, do you think? I think it'd be a mix, but the likes of maybe like Seamus Kennedy, Noam McGrath, these guys, they've come into themselves, you know, Bonner as well. So, like, I think they're still going to be the crooks of the team there, down the middle, so to speak. Um, then are mixing lads like, and the Heffern there mentioned a great game. Like, he's he's been around a while, but he's putting his hand up now for a spot. And then O'Mara in the backs and Johnny Ryan, since Barrett got injured there as well, he's started in cornerback. So it's going to be a mix. But the great thing is, like, I could pick my 15 that I want to start next Saturday and the three E would probably pick a different 15, you know? And other years, we've often picked 13 or 14 the same players, which isn't good to us, you know? Um, so, like, there's two forward spots, probably two back spots up for grabs there, for sure. Yeah. Um, Colm, I suppose, go, go looking ahead now to this weekend, uh, Limerick will be a step up in... in in fair, uh, I, I suppose just on the National League, our, our side of the league was probably the, the weaker side of, of the two groups. And the Kilkenny and Waterford games were the ones we we weren't so sure about coming into it, and we got good wins there. But go, going into Limerick, obviously, it's going to be a, if you're coming near championship, you're three, what, three, four weeks out from it, you want to be putting on a, on a good show. Will we be going for the juggler looking for, looking for the win, or is this a case of? Look, Limerick in the in the championship, we might that's where we want to to have the right crack off. I think both, Mike. To be honest with you, I I, I, I like to me you, every game you play, you go to win. Okay, so and I think if you put on the blue and gold jersey every time you go out, you're going to be trying to win. So I don't see I don't see any dis. I I, I personally don't see a disadvantage if we win. Like some lads are saying, oh, you're showing your hand and you're doing this and you're doing that. I think that's nonsense. You know, when the boys cross the line on Saturday night, it's 15 against 15. Everybody's going to be going for it. You know what I mean? So it didn't do us any harm in 2009 when we played Kilkenny in that league final in Thurles. You know, we, we went at him. We, we showed him that we were coming. I think the team needed it, that performance. The supporters needed that performance as well. So I'll be disappointed if we don't go close on Saturday night. You know, I'm always disappointed when we lose any game. I'll be disappointed if we don't go close on Saturday night. Um one interesting thing, I suppose, the lads were, were referenced in there about, you know, the selection of teams and that. And I think, like, 
despite everything we're saying about it's been a good league campaign and that you know we've given plenty of lads chances and everyone's chomping at the bit and there's plenty of competition we do probably need to be settling on a team soon you know that you know we need we need to know 12 or 13 or the, I'm sure Cal probably does but like you know I think they need to know 12 or 13 as a team now and I saw something from JJ Kennedy actually I heard him on Tip FM on Monday night and I saw it in his column in the Nationalist yesterday or, t- or this morning just about how settled the Limerick team has been that really since 2018 it's been pretty much we played Limerick in a league semi-final I think in Thurles back in 2018 and went to extra time and the amount of changes on the Tip team versus the amount of changes on the Limerick team from that night is incredible I think Limerick will have 13 or 14 of the guys that started that night will still be playing on on Saturday night against us. So, you know, whereas I think for us it's four or five. So it just shows there's been a huge turnover in in, in players since 2018 um, with Limerick obviously rising up and us maybe, you know, with the exception of 2019 slipping back a bit. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I'd be, I'd be going for it. Definitely going for it. And I, I, I known Cal and known Bevins, I think they will too. Yeah, uh, Jamie Barrett has joined us as well uh, from Tour de Sarsis. Uh Jamie, how do you how, how are you looking at, at the weekend? Uh, do you think Tip will will go for well? As Colm said, they will go for, but will the team that's put out will it be a team to go and have a right go at Limerick uh, with a view to, to taking them on in the championship? Yeah, uh, I think like Colm, I think we kind of have to go for it in, in a way because. Potentially, it's our last competitive game before the championship against Clare. So, maybe Gal probably needs to have 12 or 13 nights early nailed on to start. The likes of Nolan and Dan and those that were arrested last weekend, they'd expect to start on Saturday. Um, I would see us going relatively close to Limerick when we beat Limerick. I don't know if the goals flow, possibly, we have a chance. But uh, Limerick juggernaut is starting to gain momentum now again. So, we need to perform, we need to step up. Um, guys that have been trying in new positions have done okay. The acid test for like some Michael Breen is on Saturday night on Flanagan or Yolanda. So, yeah, look, I, I think Cal will want to win Saturday night. It won't do him any harm. Uh, confidence wise, those new players coming in, getting confidence, beating, beating teams like Limerick as well. Um, so, yeah, look, looking forward to it. I think Cal will go for it. Yeah. Uh, just looking at Limerick in the, um, the, I suppose John Kiley now has a couple of selection headaches uh, coming up, and uh, with with uh, Peter Casey, Galen, Keen Lynch all back in the fold, uh, forward places are are at a premium, and and backs are at a premium too. With Kyle Hayes staying at, at seven, he has a, a selection headache at full back with Richie English playing him a lot of the league there. Mike Casey is back and. Uh, Tom, is Tom Morrissey is the, is is also playing at, at fullback. So where where does Kylie? It's a good a good headache to have, but at the same time, settled teams are, are kind of what you need, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And as I said, are bringing lads back from injury. I think Mike Casey's back, yeah, a big addition, and you know it just shows the strength of the panel that they have. Richie English bedded back in there, no problem, no no hangups, playing very well. Scored a lovely point the last day. They're bringing two young lads on top of them, you know, Shane O'Brien, Fergal O'Connor there, cornerback from the under-20s last year, has been decent. Donegal Dalig. Um, that Mike Hulan fella, I know he's not a young lad, but he's new to the panel. Just, uh, it seems like they've got a conveyor belt at the minute on top of the lads that are still a pretty good age, considering, I know what Colin was saying, that back in 2018, the same team, they were very young then, but they're still only in their mid-20s like most of them. So, um, 
it's easy to have a settled team when you have players of that quality at that age bracket. Unlike any other county, there seem to be there seems to be no injuries been picked up in Limerick. I don't know what it is they're doing. I, I'd love to find out. Every other county seems to be picking up massive amounts of injuries. Ourselves, Wexford, Waterford. Um, we've we've got plenty of players on the on the operating t- table nearly at this stage. So um it's probably going to be a strong enough Limerick team. I I, I couldn't envisage maybe one or two lads um that haven't been regulars over the last few years getting a getting a start. Um I know we were saying in the WhatsApp group last night that Shane O'Brien can't play um due to the under 20 match being refixed to Saturday. Um so he he won't be there. Um but other than that. We'll probably be familiar enough with the certain fifteen that's out there. Yeah, Adam English is is under twenty as well, and is 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 it Colin Coughlin? Would he be under twenty as well? I think he's over age. He's over age. Yeah, yeah, but obviously English and and Shane O'Brien have both stood out at, at times mm-hmm. during the league and and would be huge losses to that twenty team if if they weren't there. But, um, Sean, how how are you looking forward to? Saturday night is, is good to see how Tip get on in that on that stage. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of, kind of a perfect kind of path into the NS game there. Like, would we wanted our last game to be in against Antrim, and then the break going in, not settled on a team, so to speak. Um, like this will be a test, kind of what you want. It'd be similar to the game, low NS going down that kind of environment. You know, the crowd would be always rowdy anyway down there. Um, so I think it's kind of a kind of test. Again, it's the bringing situation, the full back line, it's the half back and what lads in position. Like, I mean, the field will probably be similar enough, and then the forward probably similar, but it's perfect. I think it's a perfect pass. Like, and as Colin said there, you don't want to get go down and lose by 10 or 11 points. No, none of us want that. Like, and if it can come away <laughs> with a victory, great. If come away with a point or two down and stuff to work on going into the end of this game, great as well. You know, so I think it's a win win either way, apart from taking a hammer off. Yeah. Uh, Colm, as regards the, the team, um, in, in my mind, four of the backs are probably near enough nailed on now in what positions could be another day of the week. But Ronan and, and Brian O'Mara, uh, Johnny, Johnny Ryan and Michael O'Brien, Michael Breen seem to be four guys that are going to start. I, I'll qualify that by saying Carl Barrett is injured, but, it, but if it, he, he would be the fifth one. But is there two spots up for grabs, do you think? Or is there more than that, do you think? Are they that settled in the backs? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. I think like it's hard to avoid the feeling that Cal has brought in guys like Rhoda Connor, Brian O'Mara, Heffern, and Alan Tynan for these games against Limerick. You know, they're they're the type of hurlers that yeah, I think he sees as matching up to Limerick. Um, if I could add to that, like you're looking probably Jason probably at fourteen. You know, Dan McCormack's probably centre field with with uh, Connor Stakelam. Will Noel then go to eleven, maybe to wing forward? You know that that's a possibility. As you said, four of the backs seem to be nailed down. Going on 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 what 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 Enda said earlier on about the Antrim game that Young Heffernan seems to go very well up in up in up in Antrim, so he might be one that 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 would start as well. The position of Seamus Kennedy will obviously interest me as well because he's he's been used as a wing back and as a wing forward in this league, so. I think Saturday night, wherever he's positioned, you could probably take it that that'll be his position pretty much for the year. So that that's another interesting one for me. Um, as the boys have said, like I'd like to see the team getting settled. There, there was a question mark maybe over the goalkeeper with me last year. I wasn't sure who our number one goalkeeper was. 
it, I'm not entirely sure this year either if it's Shelley or if it's Hogan. It seems to be Hogan. I would think Enda was saying it might have been a mistake maybe from Shelley last week, even though his puck outs were good. So I think, again, whoever's picked in goal on Saturday night is probably going to be the goalkeeper for championship. So, you know, I, I, th- that's me thinking that, as the boys have said, that the team that will be picked on Saturday night will be pretty close to championship team. And that's what will be really interesting. Yeah, just to, to pick up on that, Jamie, um, Jason Ford, I, I think we'll all agree, was is, is a, a 100% starter, but hadn't didn't start the Waterford game, didn't start last weekend. Do, do you put him in against Limerick this weekend, or do you kind of wrap him in pot wool with for Cusack Park? No, I, th- I think he has to start this weekend. I think, um, and I think I said it on, on Premier Young that he didn't come on against Waterford when Shane Scanlon got injured, Mark Kewell came on. But when he eventually did come on, he came on with fire, and he actually, I thought, was the winning of the game, along with Aaron being sent off for most of I thought he really showed me to look, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever you want. So I think he has to start this weekend. He didn't need to start against Antrim. I think it would have been a fruitless exercise. Jason Ford hitting 15 points against Antrim, possibly picking up an injury. I just, I, I wouldn't have played him myself. Um, so I think he had right thing. Um, but yeah, I think Ford is a starter. I think Hogan is is the starter for for goals. But I think maybe a year or two too early for Rhys Shelley will be putting a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I think Seamus Kennedy will start, and I think he'll start on Kyle Hayes in forward, and he'll track Kyle Hayes up and down the field because he has the mobility and the strength to fight with Hayes all day. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so I suppose uh, the phony war of the, the league stages in this is over now and, and these are, are knockout games. But um, the, the league has, has taken some criticism over, uh, the, I suppose, all year this year. Um, and and it, by all accounts, there's changes coming to the league now um, for, for next year. So do you, do you like the league in its, its present format or is, does it protect the top teams from, from relegation? And, they're not really too bothered about the league, knowing that they can rest guys and knowing that they'll get a result in Antrim or a result in Westmead or Leash or whoever, Offaly, whoever happens to be in the, the division at the time that will keep them out of danger of having to play Division 2 hurlers. Yeah, that's the biggest uh, critique I'd have of it is the lack of jeopardy in it, um, which leads to a lot more meaningless matches like we We've had some. We've had a fistful of good matches in the league this year. To be fair, um, good few of them involving Tip, really. So it depends on how the teams are attacking it. Like you can see, Tip and Cork put a lot more emphasis on the league. Obviously, with younger panels and needing to play players. And uh, to be honest with you, like I, I can't see it been any more. Has it always been a build up to championship? Like people are expecting to go to league matches and expect it to be full tilt, championship intensity, full teams out. Like what are people expecting? Like you can't do that in the league. Like you're you're trying players out and you're you're in the middle of heavy training. It's just not possible. Like they're they're not robots. Like they have to be looked after the players. And you know matches are going to be at different intensities. Obviously teams would have been targeting different matches to get a bit of match intensity into their into their games at the start of the league. So I think we've seen patchy matches every now and again in every round where certain teams are, are targeting certain teams to play in and try and get a big performance, but the league is a build-up to championship and it is what it is. You can add relegation into it. It might give you a few more meaningful matches at the end of the league if a team is on the cusp of maybe getting relegated. Um, 
but like it's not going to improve that much in terms of intensity. Bar the like I've heard a few suggestions of adding a caveat to championship, like getting an extra point going into the group stage or or something else like that, which might add a bit of spice to it, but I can't see that see that happening to be honest. But but the league is the league, it's always been like this, to be honest. I I I don't get where people are coming from, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose to play devil's advocate on that, Sean, the football league has grown into probably the best competition um, or one of the best competitions where all the teams are equal. In, in you, You're playing in the division you deserve to be in and all the teams seem to be equal, in, in, equal enough in those divisions. Uh, and now, I suppose, the football championship doesn't get going until the quarterfinals. Uh, so, so the league takes on a, a little bit, probably more importance, maybe than than the hur- the football league takes on more importance than the hurling league. But how how can the hurling league get to where the football league is at, or will it ever get to that level? It's it's the competitive nature of the football league that's key there. Like the groups are, like you know, they're so level. Like there's the fourteen games, fourteen teams up for grab going in last day on Sunday. Like so, the hurling league. The problem is like. In our division, say it's either Antrim or Leash that was going up or down. Like, you know, no two ways, unless now a shock came here or there, but that was generally the way it was. Like, they divide up 1A and 1B into one good group and then go up or down and then give an incentive. But then, will teams be like you say, if Tip get relegated or off, or like, will we will have bothers that were in the lower division next year in the league? You know, is it that much a kind of hindrance on the teams? Or is they put in a caveat as it ended at a point there for maybe in a championship, or even even better still, you're guaranteed maybe three home games in Munster instead of two or something. You know, and home games mean revenue maybe for you as well for county board. So there has to be some thinking now because it's just been slated every time in the Sunday league game during the Sunday night, like you know, and they're just saying not meaningless games. It always was meaningless, but this year they just seem to be focused on it so much more. And even reading reports like going into games, this like dead rubbers and Antrim are safe and Tipper in the final you know like you can't invite them but even the other games in the group there's nothing to play for either like yeah. the, only, the only thing I'd say though Mike about it sorry sorry for going across you the only thing I'd say about it is though and maybe it's a bit simplistic to say this but the three counties who've won the most league titles are Tip Kilkenny and Cork the three counties who've won the most All-Irelands are Tip Kilkenny and Cork so winning the league like it doesn't do like it doesn't do any harm to your championship prospects. You know, I, I think it's a bit rich of counties like Clare and Waterford to be dismissing the league at times. You know, we don't need to win the league. It's about championship. But you don't you don't win the league, but you actually don't win championships either. So I'm not really sure exactly what you're you know, I'm not really sure exactly what you're doing, like, you know. So like and in the GA we can be our own worst enemies at times. Like there's I don't know any other sport that talks itself down as much as and I hate using the term hurling people, but hurling people talk down the National League. I mean, look at look at that, look at those rubbish rugby competitions that are talked up all the time. I, I don't know what they're even called, but they're constantly in my face, like you know, about, about these about these competitions that I don't know does anybody know what they're about. So I suppose I'm, I'm making a very long-winded point in saying we can be our own worst enemies when it comes to the league. I think winning the league historically hasn't done the, the bigger counties any harm in winning it. And the third thing, I. I and I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but I actually did hear an interesting suggestion on a podcast hosted by my friend Anthony Daly, where they suggested that the league winners might get an automatic um, slot into the All-Ireland quarterfinal, which I thought was, you know, was that, that you know, Enza alluded to it there earlier and Sean about, you know, maybe an extra point in the round-robin stages or else 
you know, you get three home games or whatever. But I think if you won the league and you were guaranteed an All-Ireland quarter-final place, that would spice things up, certainly, and would certainly maybe get certain counties and certain teams to reevaluate their their thoughts on the league. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point, um, Colm and Jamie, I'll bring you in here. That The, the media seem to talk, um, the media at a national level seem to talk out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to the Hurling League, as in, oh, um, it's only the league, it doesn't really matter. And then when Tip go out and play a right game against Waterford, they're showing their hands. You know, it, you, you can't... <laughs> You can't win, it seems, with, with, with this league. Yeah, funny enough, it's the lads that have been paid all the big money in, uh, in base talk for the league. I think, and like Colin said, I think um, the league is very beneficial if you want it to be beneficial and use it properly. Um, it didn't do us any harm back in 2001 when we had a clean sweep of everything. Um, when you're trying out new players and stuff like that, you're going to run the risk of losing games. I think... I think the league has been beneficial for Lean Cal this year. It was very beneficial to them last year up until the water players down tools, I suppose, when the semester championship kicked off and they just didn't, didn't perform for Cal. Um, but I think the likes of some uh, national media, I suppose, commentators, as you say, talking about both sides of their mouth. Um, like, Jesus, we need to have a club year as well, that's in Paris. Do you know, we can't, we can't be all about Intercounty and they're 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 the minority really like the club club has to has to see some action like leagues kicked off last weekend which is great club players um but the likes of I'm not going to go naming names now we don't need any any lawsuits but um some of the commentators was just was just frustrating you know um the, the league is beneficial Colin said top three uh, top three in league honours. Top three in all Ireland honours speaks for itself, really. You know. Yeah, and 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 Limerick are fourth actually on both those those lists yeah, as well. Yeah, so, so Limerick are fourth, so top four. Yeah, Limerick, yeah, not top ten, but yeah, but again. Um. Yeah. So look, I suppose before we move off the the league, just uh, we'll we'll go back to the game on Saturday night. In the um, we'll, we'll go down the prediction route. Uh, <coughs> do you think? How, how do you think we we'll we'll fare out? Um, I'm thinking about it all week to be honest I, I can't see us like in the last few years especially last year we've come on stop in the last 10 or 15 minutes fitness wise and we always get seem to get beaten down the home stretch I can't see that happening this year we're a lot fitter uh, a lot more mobile players on the field the game plan seems to be settled down I'd say we like if we if we can have if we can have them in the last 10 or 15 minutes I think we could might nick a result but we'd have to play fierce well, I think, um, and not let them get a head start on us. Uh, I'd be interested to see, we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen Gerard O'Connor and Jason Ford start a match together. And I'm just wondering what you think about the free-taking situation. As, to be honest with you, based on the form this year, I'd have Gerard O'Connor on them. He, he hasn't, he's, he's missed, I count on one hand the amount of frees he's missed. Um, whereas Jason's been fairly patchy on him. Um, so I'd love to see the two of them starting together um, and see who's on the freeze, especially for the championship fantasy hurling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I can see us putting in a good performance. I can't see us, I'd say we'll be beaten by three, four points maybe, but I can see us maybe shaking Limerick a bit and maybe laying down a marker for championship and saying that we're contenders and it's not going to be simple for them when, they, when they're all into the championship. 
Sean, would you concur with that? Put uh, in the performance would ultimately come up short. Uh, up short, but I think I think we had a feeling during the week. A feeling we're going to be a couple of points up going into the last ten minutes, end up drawn, and then lose next time. Um, I know we're like dream came from, but it'll be a point or two at the end. But I just want to see us, as you say, being in the last ten minutes, being in with a chance, blowing in Limerick, and seeing can these lads that bounce off the bench get us the scores, and maybe win the game, or as Snow drives on so. I go with uh, uh, tip, draw, and then lose next time. If that makes sense. All right, that's interesting. Uh, Column, where do you stand on 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 this? Art says tip, head says Limerick. Simple as that. I never back against this, but you know. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, it's, it's Limerick will be fancied. They have a proven record, you know, um... They are the top dogs at the moment. They seem to be getting better. But, like, historically, when teams need to be taken down, whether it was the Cork team in the 1940s, the Kilkenny team 15 years ago, it's always been tipped that have been the ones that have stood up and, and knocked these teams off their perches, to quote, to quote Alex Ferguson famously. So it mightn't be Saturday night, but it's coming, and it will be tipped that will do it. Jamie, how do you feel? Yeah, I think uh, we are an awful lot fitter than we were last year. Um, and I think we weren't that far away down in Limerick against them last year. I know they pulled away near the end, but um, fitness levels are a huge, huge requirement, obviously, to current inter-county game. We didn't have any last year. That was fairly evident. Um, I think we'll be in the mix with five, ten minutes to go. We can't really call it like column. Hearts says tip, heads says Limerick. Um, Subs would be critical if, if we can get scores off the bench like Limerick tend to do. I think we, we might sneak away. Yeah, I'm going to go for Chip. Hey, one, one for Tip, two for Limerick, and a draw uh, out, of, out of Sean Smith. Um, that game um, goes ahead on Saturday night at half seven in Limerick. Um, I, I'm not sure whether to tell you to get there early or get there late. The monster play at five o'clock. It's just going to be a shit show in Limerick, I think, <laughs> at, the, at the weekend. I don't know how the game... And it's rain, probably. I don't know how it was fixed for, for Limerick on a Saturday night with that monster game going ahead. Um, there's no there's no um, joined up thinking there at all. But um, anyway, maybe go to Ennis to see the 20s play and, and come back in and park <clears> that side of Limerick. It might be the easiest way to go. But uh, that game goes ahead. It's I think it's on TG4 as well, or, or RT. Uh, so yeah, TG4. Would I be right in saying, Mike, that the last time we played Limerick, 
in League or Championship in Turles 2019 when we bet them in their round robin. I was trying to think. I can't remember the last time I played them in Turles. Yeah, I'd say right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't dispute it. I'm, I'm not sure. So. Uh, yeah, this is, this is not one, right? Yeah, we always seem to be in Limerick playing them. Did, did we play them in Cork in the Cork, Cork year? Yeah. Played them in Cork and Covid, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This is as a result of a home and away agreement. So that we played them in the league semi final in 2018 in Thurles. I think I mentioned yeah. that game earlier on. It went to extra time. Um, and I think we, we, don't, we, we possibly haven't been in their group in the league since then. I think is probably what's happened. And with COVID, there was a couple of leagues cancelled. So there was no game in Thurles then. And certainly in Championship, it's, you're right, and it's 2019 when we beat them in the round robin. Um, in Thurles is the last time I can remember playing them there. That's that's another thing about the league we never mentioned, Mike, actually, the fact that um, Cork and Tip topped their group and they're both playing away yeah. for the league. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, like a, I can understand where home and away agreements come from and, and, and deals done between between counties, but when it comes to knockout games, I think they should be disbanded and they're either at the, they're either at a neutral venue or they're at the best venue that's a, that, that is available. I, I don't yeah. think home and away agreements should come into knockout. knockout you're, you're getting punished for winning all your matches, Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that a home and away agreement for... Carking to Guinea that it's on in Northern Bear. I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest. It must be something like that. Yeah, well, I, I definitely, I definitely know. It didn't Kilkenny beat Cork in Cork last year in the league semi final? Am I right in that? Cork beat Kilkenny. Yeah. Cork beat yeah. Kilkenny last year. I think in Cork in the league semi final. So I think, I think this is the the return of that fixture. You know, so you potentially have an old firm league final, which would be nice. You know. <laughs> Tip Cork or Tip Kilkenny, I think we, we, we'd accept that. And actually, the Cork-Kilkenny game would be interesting, I think, Mike, because, you know, I didn't see any of the kilkenny Waterford game last Sunday. Maybe the lads did, but by all accounts, it was a surgeon oh, enough affair. Like, you know, um, we had we had Kilkenny, or Waterford running around playing their sweepers and running over and back on the field. And, you know, we all saw the stats from Desi Hutchinson, I think, the amount of possessions that he had and where he had them and, you know, very, very strange. Well, not strange because it's very typical Davy Fitzgerald tactics. Um, and again, right. I think Kilkenny might probably, you know, they're in transition as well with, with Derek Ling having taken over. And I, they, they actually remind me a bit of Tip last year, you know, that they seem a bit unsure about what exactly style of play Kilkenny are trying to play, you know. Talking to a lad who was down there, he was telling me like the Kilkenny crowd were getting quite frustrated with when they weren't, you know, letting the ball in first time, you know, that they were, you know, playing the short stick passes in a wet day and it wasn't working. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see will Derek Ling persist with that style or will when when, you know, when Mullen and, and TJ Reed and a few more of them come back, will they almost revert back to type? And, you know, Cork obviously have been good. I, I thought Cork have been very good in the league. I know. The lads don't agree with me a lot of the time on this. They think Cork are flaky, and you know if you get at them, they'll they'll crumble. But I think Cork have been I think Cork have been good in the league this year. So I think that'll be a good game on Sunday. I'm looking forward actually to that. And even more interestingly, if 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 and when we win on Saturday night, it'll be nice to watch that game on Sunday. You know. Yeah, are they in this? That's on Desi Hutchinson, or has that rumor been finally put to bed of late by the Tipperary County Board? I'm an innocent man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just, just before we move off Waterford, um, the uh, David Fitzgerald, who who is a divisive figure in in GA anyway, was on 
the late late show um talking about <laughs> discipline in the ga and in the eight days since he was on the late late show has been yellow carded twice for for um abusing referees really? this is terrible <laughs> stuff out of davy jamie or is this just all him playing into the the charade that is davy Fitzgerald on the side of? I'll have to say it probably allegedly a few times here, but um, <laughs> I'm glad you've been asked this question, not me, Jamie. Yeah. No. <laughs> so are the solicitors. Um, yeah, look, he's probably saying all the right things on the television and saying all the wrong things on the sideline. Um, look, we all know he's passionate and he's he's bombed up and he gets a kick out of teams and he's probably trying to motivate his players by showing his passion in the vertical columns on the sideline. I don't think it works. Um, less is more I think if managers are panicking and saying players tend to react negatively as well you know uh, I've learned that as a player and a manager myself damn where you are and damn where the players are you know if you're shouting and roaring the ball and look at the four red cards that had in the league so far so it's having a negative, a negative effect that way I think um, but yeah look, I think that one's harsh to be honest so. Davey talking harsh I think it's uh... It's just like it's just every year it just the wheel just keeps turning, doesn't it? Um Sean, uh, just before we move off the National League, as Colin brought up there, uh, Cork and Vince Lakey and Kilkenny. Um Kilkenny will have all the belly hay lads back, I presume, now and, and um Cork, I, I I don't subscribe to Cork Vince Lakey either. I I like Pat Ryan as a manager. I think he'll instill a bit of fire into that that Cork team and they won't go down as handy as they have done over previous years. Um, so so how do you how do you think that'll go? I think um Cork probably come out on top probably in a better place at the moment. Um and Kenny are kind of working on a lot of things. Um again they have their full team back hopefully but they won't just gel in straight away that game last Sunday Nona Park like it was hard to look at. Like it was just I don't know it was I can't describe what we're even trying like um you can't get over the line and no, they always look being controlled then a couple of points ahead. But I just think Cork at the moment in a better place. This team going down to the one in park as well, that kind of fear as well is not there as much at the moment. Um again, that could come back in the year two and hopefully it doesn't. Um but I think Cork by a couple of points there on Sunday. Yeah. Binda, how do you see I can see Kenny winning it? I can see Kenny winning it. I think a lot's been made of Cork. I don't think there is that far along the road as the results would suggest I think they're still still looking for for their you know we've a set base of players we've been using all league like we've used 32 players alright but we've used a, a good proportion of them fairly consistently whereas Cork are probably Cork must be on like 107 players I think they're, they're, they're experimenting <laughs> an awful lot more than we are um, and in fairness they were getting results with it like they probably should have been beaten against Wexford Um you know, a lot of their games have been 50-50. I think the results are skewing it a bit, but I think I can see Derek Ling needing to get to a league final a lot more than Pat Ryan. Pat Ryan has a role. I think um, Cork are ready to give him two or three years, much like Liam Cattle. I can't see Derek Ling lasting that long if things don't go right early doors. Um, it's a poison chalice for him, I think, but uh, I can see Kilkenny maybe digging out a result. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, how, how do you see that one going? Yeah, I think um, Jerry Kling needs to win more so than Pat Ryan does. Um, I think with the addition of the Valley Haylands, possibly maybe not TJ, maybe, I don't know. But uh, if all the Valley Haylands are back, 
I can't say anything other than if you came here in the park, I've done okay, but then they said some of their victories that they should never have beaten Wexford. Wexford just imploded the game. Um, so Cork aren't, aren't as good as they think they are. The usual Cork confidence is starting to, to flow. Um, but I, I can only see if we can win somewhere. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting weekend, Ireland wise, to see who, who comes out of um, comes out of the two semi finals. Um, yeah, if we if we move on from Harlan uh, for the moment, that's uh, Kip football is in a bad place at the moment. We're not going to get into the 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 do the, the whys or why nots of that, but uh, relegation to Division Four came was confirmed last week when when we lost to Offaly. Um, in the it seems to be a, a vicious cycle with Kip football. You come up into Division Four, possibly look at getting into Division Two, and then you're back in four again. Yeah, it's it's frustrating for tip football people. Like, um, sure, Colin will have a better idea the the mood down the south tip, but it's just way too many bodies gone from from the team over the last few years, and we're just not bringing in the quality to replace it. And it's pretty simple, and you know, I'm hearing murmurs that maybe the their the management team have run their course, maybe with with a lot of the players, maybe the it's gone a bit stale inside. Um, maybe a new voice is needed and probably to be honest when you're rebuilding maybe you're better off being down in Division 4 I don't know but it just weren't good enough this year even again against Offaly the other day like competitive for a lot of the match and maybe could have won it but just coming up short and it's not like we're playing Division 2 here against you know the Meads Kildare's Derry like this we're playing counties that are middle of the road and we're coming up short every time so can't have too many complaints we've been going down to Division 4 so with a game, with a game left to play, um, which is a bad sign, and we have our former under twenty and uh, senior selector Paddy Christie joining us going down to, the, going down to Division Four with Longford as well. So, <laughs> doesn't say much for the crowd that are coming through either, does it? Yeah, Colum, uh, what's the mood like down down south? Where, um, with regards to football, have you heard anything? Uh, I, I'm sure there'll be a, a wry smile on a lot of people's faces that Paddy Christie is is going down to Division 4 because he jumped ship uh, fairly lively there at the start of the year. But um, a disappointing league campaign from, from Tip in the football. In the football. Yeah, well, look, Mike, first, I mean, it's it's disappointing. I think if you're asking about the mood, probably a little bit of indifference at the moment. I think, you know, the, the wheels have come off the bandwagon in a big way now. You know, I saw it to people about it recently and they could hardly tell you who they were playing on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 and he sort of, bounce that we got out of the 2020 Munster final as regards to piquing people's interest seem to, seems to have gone. I think a problem as well, which maybe isn't talked about, is our club championship has become very uncompetitive um, in football, uh, it, which is actually indirect, the direct opposite, I suppose, of our, of our senior hurling championship, which you could, you know, there's five, six, seven teams every year who, who, who have a realistic chance of winning it. And it's, it's a very good and a very close competition, whereas senior football championship you know, commercials, much and all as it kind of pains me to say it, are, are very good and very strong. But underneath that, you know, there's one or two teams and then the rest of them are, are, are poor, my own club included. You know, they, you know they're struggling. And, and I think that's leading to maybe the, the standard of players that are coming through, you know, not possibly being off the standard that we need for them to come through. Um, like Enda said, you know, I've heard a few murmurings about the management you know, that's, it's disappointing to hear. I mean, I don't think Davy Power owes anybody in Tipperary anything he, he's 
presided over the greatest days the county has had in football. And you'd be disappointed for Davy and for the, for any of the management team for Declan and the lads involved if if that's the situation. Um, they've been unlucky with injuries. Lads have gone travelling. Guys have fallen off the panel. You could ask, is that because of the management that they've done that, or is that just a natural thing that happens? I I, I don't know. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't offer an opinion on that. You know, commitment as well as we know. I mean, like. <sighs> It's it's a savage commitment, like you know, and and you you look at the Munster Championship. I mean, Kerry are going to win the Munster football this year. There's no other way of saying it, like you know. So, like it's not as if you're training to with the possibility of winning a Munster Championship. You're not. You're you're training to have a good league campaign. We didn't get off to a good start, and the wheels came off. And so it's it's a very very difficult situation to be in. Like you see, Johnny Gall have changed their manager mid season. Limerick have changed their manager mid season. I wouldn't kind of be in favour of that at the moment. I think the management team deserve to see out the year, whatever else happens, and I hope that they do. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And, and maybe the only thing is, if you're developing a new team, to be in Division 4 mightn't be the worst place to be. You know, you can build up confidence again and get, get the show back on the road. Um, but as I said, and, and actually, if you look at Premier View as well, lads, like very little comment on the football. I was just following it there in the last few days. Like people just not not engaged in it at all, you know, which probably is, is the biggest sign of, of where we're at. Yeah. Uh, what about the new powerhouses in Tip football uh, over in Turles? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of, of Tip football? They're coming. <laughs> you just have to wait two years. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's when you see like, um, there the weekend is looking at like, no, um, GA league tables on Twitter had the overall league tables up at all. Like, we're, we're like down the bottom of Longford and Limerick, like we're, we're way off even a score difference and points scored and points conceded. Like it's just bad viewing overall. But as Colin said there, it seems no one's kind of talking about it, even on parent view, as you said, often look at a football trying to see just what's happening. There's not much being said, and even online, it's kind of quite kind of we'll fall back again, we we'll get a revival and go again. But like, are we just yo yo and the whole time up and down? Like, where do you want to be? Like, where does he? people see themselves are a division two team treat him or four team you know to kind of what are we like I don't know what we are to be honest yeah I suppose from from 16 to 20 we were probably a division two team or, or, or in around that that stratosphere but like since then we've fallen off a cliff Jamie and and I, I think we're probably deserving our performances over the last 24 months shows that we are deserving of our division four status. Yeah, I think we, we are we're, we're, we're where we deserve to be, I suppose, given performances. Um, it's a pity, like, this is how 2016, 2020 were fantastic for all involved and all supporting to football. Um, just, I know we were kind of laughing there about Thurlis, but, like, Thurlis Sarsfields, Thurlis and you know, they, they, they shouldn't be getting to county finals in football if football was stronger in the county. Just, it just shouldn't be happening. It's not, it's not a football stronghold. We should, we should be involved in the business end of football championships. So we have been the last number of years underage, and obviously last year junior A, um, which is great, obviously for those involved. But it's, it's a surprise to those not involved. You know what I mean? That Thurles were able to hurl all year and then decide to play football for two months and want to win the county final. That that speaks volumes to me. Now looking. County board maybe have a part to play. I don't see a whole kind of promotion in football as much as I do hurling. You know, hurling is a lot more attractive, I suppose, in the county we are, but they could push football a bit more. I always enjoyed playing football with the club and 
you know, I don't see any reason players shouldn't play football. Uh, it would be shot from the stars and just saying that, but um, like football, some clubs can do it, be dual clubs and be relatively successful. Uh, a lot more, obviously, the, the obvious one, but uh, football, I think football needs to be pushed a bit more. We shouldn't be as low down as we are with the population we have and, and the talent that, that's there is just not being utilised or just not interested for whatever reason. Uh, but look, we, we are where we are. We deserve to be probably in Division 4. Look, the only way is up. So I'd say wait for those tourists to come through and they'll be back up in Division Two and those. Yeah, and luckily, look, hopefully they they get a good they get a run good run out off the off the lads in the in the championship um, uh, whenever that starts and and probably in the second tier uh, competition um, that, that a run in that is probably needed uh, to to, yeah, to to give give tip football a boost um, going into the twenty twenty four. We'll move back to Hurland now, lads. Um, in the <laughs> you got drowned in Shannon on Tuesday night. You went to see the Tip Miners. Um, not the result, I suppose. Well, maybe we were expecting, or 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 was it? Was it not a surprise? No, it probably wouldn't be a surprise. Um, they're very strong in this grade this year. Um, I think there's six or seven lads left over from the from the minor team they had last year, which ran Tip close in the Munster final, took penalties to beat them. So. And I, did, really. I, did I hear that they had 13 of the 15 that won the Dean Ryan with Flannans as well, I think, involved? So they're probably a set, very settled team used to play with each other. They are, and they looked, they, looked at, they looked a very well-coached team and they looked like a group of lads that have a lot done together over the last couple of years. And Tip looked a lot physically smaller than them. I know, talking to Woodlock, obviously, it's a brand-new panel, essentially. I think just Sam Rowan played last year uh, coming off the bench and other than that. Um, you know, it's a brand new team, really. And, you know, it, can sh- it really shows, like, Clare seem to be a team to have a lot more time together under their belt and uh, the management have them ticking well. And it was just such dirty weather as well. Like, you don't really want to be passing judgment on young lads mm-hmm. trying to hurl in that ki- those kind of conditions, especially the type of hurling tip we're trying to employ is the short passing game. They didn't really, um, they didn't really go away from it for the whole match, uh, even when we were down... Uh, 10 or 11 points and we had to win in the second half to, to stay at it um, in, that, in those conditions it's, it's very difficult um, especially when you're playing against a physically bigger team so I, I, I just hold judgment on the quality of the team until we see them playing half decent conditions um, in a half decent field um, with a stand and a, a press box and a really big umbrella if there's <laughs> nothing else but um, there's a little, I know for a fact that there's a lot of good hurlers on that team. I've seen them play um, schools hurling over the last few years underage. Like we have a good scatter of lads that started there that were part of the Cashel team. You know, it likes Kieran Burr and Oshino Dunn, who Shane Buckley were starting. You know, Jamie Armand's very good for Temple Moore. Sam Rowan actually had a very good game the other day in fairness to him. Um, but look, Clare probably the best team in Munster this year. So they done well to stay tipping over the points they're going in the last 10 or 15 minutes and they pulled back to seven. But, um, you know, there's there's more games to come. And if they can get into top three in Munster, they'll be in the shake-up to get to a Munster final. So hopefully they can improve from here. Yeah, do do any of the rest of you have any insight in that minor team? I, I, I've i seen the panel and stuff, but I wouldn't know the, the young lads that well. No, I wouldn't. Uh, just one thing. I know Keith McMahon was involved last year playing the early in the championship. And he went on to the extended panel in for the runs for the All Ireland. So, um, 
big time you know, for that. I don't know how he went the other night, and you know, know obviously more than I what you were at the game. Um, but like it is a new panel for Woodlock, so it's not going to be easy. And playing a big physical team like that Clare team who were, were together a lot of last year as well and were far off beating Tipperary last year was always going to be a big ask but now to down to the quiet wire down in Shannon. So um, look, just better days ahead for those players, I'm sure. But just can't be passing judgment on young as yet. Just give them time. Yeah, I, I know, Column, you're you're anxious to get uh, that stuff off your chest. Um, I called the, the Limerick and Tip game Saturday night a shit show. Claire GA was a shit show last week with the Six Mile Bridge not being available and the, that game having to go to Shannon with only a thousand supporters without go and then the under-20 game having to be moved. Uh, that's not the right way to be treating uh, any teams, but especially underage talent that we want to keep in the association. No, I think, look, in, in this day and age, 2023, that they don't have a venue with lights, I think it's an, it's an absolute disgrace. You know, I, I don't know what sort of governance there is over the Clare County Board or Clare GA in general down there. I wouldn't like to comment on that, um, but it, it is, it's, 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 it's terrible to, to expect young lads particularly to be playing on a, a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, whatever it was, in, in monsoon conditions on a, in a very poor field, not to mind the poor journalists that had to go down there and, 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 and endure it as well. Um, shout out to Enda there for that. Um, um, Stephen no, Gleeson uh, had cover, so I don't know what Inda is doing wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where Inda was, but I suppose <laughs> just, I mean, I, I, I know Claire, Claire, Claire GEA have been quite upset by a couple of um, of our social media posts recently, so I think we have to be very careful what, what we say about it. They, they took severe exception to us pointing out the sending off of... Um, What's your man's name? Fitzgerald. Yeah, Dave Fitzgerald last, last, last Sunday. So we, we have to be careful. But the broader point, I suppose, is that it is unacceptable. I, I question really... The, 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 now, I know there's all things about leaving certs and all other stuff, but I, I really question why that game had to take place when it did the other night. I'm just not sure the thinking behind that at all. And I know that the Waterford and Limerick game was played in even worse conditions, if that's at all possible, down in Dungarvan. I think we all saw clips of that on, on YouTube or... or, or one of those social media things, you know, they were playing almost in a river down there. Like, you know, so that's that's completely unacceptable. Lads are training all year. You know, it's an honour, as I said earlier on, to put on the county jersey. And, you know, for that to be your your, your game, I think that is unacceptable. So I think Claire GA, the, the officials down there need to be hanging their heads in shame, really. It's disappointing that we lost, but it's, you know, these are 15 and 16-year-old boys. I wouldn't, you know, it's about development as much as anything else. I was of the opinion it was great to win the All-Ireland last year. But I, I never get too carried away with, you know, with under-17 competitions because so much can happen. I mean, so much could happen between March when that match was played and July in a, in a young lad's development, you know, in four months' time when the All-Ireland will be played. So I, it's, it's very hard to judge. It really is. As Enda said, it seems we stuck with our tactics down there. Probably we're trying to play summer hurling in winter conditions, which may, may not have helped. but. You know, I, I, let's see what happens. It's a round robin. I think there's several more games to go. So let's let's not be too harsh. Let's not be too judgmental and see where we are at the end of the year with it. Yeah. So there's there's three other games to be played in in that round yeah. robin. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully, Tip will will get a chance. And as you said, it is it is development. Um, at, at the end of the day, um, Sean, uh, the under twenties are out this weekend in in um, Clare uh, again. Um, quite a 
a decent team uh, from what we're led to believe and from what the um, from what the the panel looks like. Um, it's a game that that we can look forward to. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, panel's name there last week because um, and even looking at names in the panel and um, from the teams, the challenge games they played, like you know, there's good players there all over the field. There was Caesar, Kelvy, Ron Darcy, and so there's plenty of talent there. Um, Liam is well from Golden there, so. I think to go down tennis there, um, it's not an end, is it? It is, yeah, it is, yeah, for some reason. Um, but I think to go down, they've every chance there, and with the way this system is going anyway, like you have to a good win the first game, I think it's crucial there. Like, so much the minors in our night, like, conditions, everything was went against. Like, I have no problem with them going down there, knocking away the win, but like, hopefully, their 20s can do the opposite and come away with a win there as player and kind of set up that even there, Saturday evening, because they're going to Limerick then. Yeah, uh, Jamie, is there anyone on that 20 panel that um, that you would have come across over the last couple of years that you're really looking forward to, to seeing how they get on and, and stand out? Uh, yeah, well, Sean mentioned a few lads there, you know, Mimi there, McKelvey, fine, fine hurlers, you know, I'd be hoping they'd make the transition through. Dara as captain, Dara Staten, delighted for him as captain. Um, I, I've been saying for a long time that I mean, Dara is the real deal. Um, I think he'd be a good leader for that team. Um, I think they'll have enough run out of Clare, yeah. So those three players to look out for. Yeah, um, Kyle Quinn from from um, Casha Linda is one that, that that I've seen over over the last couple of years, and I think he's a he's an excellent excellent prospect and has the, the I suppose the, the temperament and, and the hurling to go with it to to make it at, at the very top if if, if he can. Um, is there anyone else that you that you are looking forward to seeing on that panel? Well, we have a nice nice turnover from last year still there. So you like you've got Leamy and Stephen, obviously are standout lads. Queen Jack Collins from Ballinas is very good hurler as well. Is, he, is that Collins chap? Is he is he further on the full back line? Someone mentioned about full back position. Yeah, yeah I, just... I, I think he played minor and that I think he played cornerback for the minors on that team. Yeah, yeah. three years Robert, ago. Robert Dial was the full back on that minor team. Someone mentioned Collins is a full back to look out for, so that, that was yeah, no, he's he's a really good player. He's he stood out. Well, uh, won the they got to the North Fine under 19 last year, and he was very, very, very strong for him. So, um, sure, we still have Connor O'Brien there from Mullinahone, he played last year. Um, Peter McGarry is a player I'm really hoping for a senior in the next few years. I think I think he's the real deal. Um, he has all the attributes for the modern game, like he's savage pace and he's he's turned into a real finisher. Um, Eddie Ryan is there. Um, Sean Kennelly is another Shani one. Sean Kennelly, look, it's it's a good team. Kieran McCormack, even uh, very good for Lockmore oh. in the championship last year. Um, it's a very competitive panel. It'd be hard, hard to pick a team there, um, let alone a pan- hard to pick a panel, let alone a team there. So, um, a shout out to Darren McCarthy from Toon as well. I think he's seemingly going very well inside, um, which is fair tip. And for a lad who was only coming on as a sub last year for the minors, so, um. Look, we have a nice mix of experience and young lads coming through from a very good minor team. So I, I have good expectations for this group. Yeah, Connor Gleason from Gartner, who is another guy who is only just turning 18 and didn't make the minor panel last year and seems to have flourished over the last 12 months. Um, so yeah. it'll, it'll and be, it's good to see some of those lads. Yeah, Paddy McCormick through. and Damien Corbett off the minors as well. So yeah. just there's loads of talent on that panel, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a it'll be a good one to to look forward to on Saturday. I'm not sure what time. Do you know what time that's starting? Two o'clock. Two o'clock Two o'clock in in. <clears throat> it'll be a grand day out for anyone going to go to Ennis first, get a bit of dinner afterwards, and then 
He parked up three hours before the Limerick match, so he didn't get parked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's live on T, it's on YouTube, though, the TG4 YouTube, yeah. if anyone can make yeah. it down, so it's grand. Yeah, yeah. when um, you maybe go to the rugby and uh, when you get sick of that, scroll down to the Gaelic grounds, you'll have your parking <laughs> spot at least, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> then you'll be home Sunday morning. Or Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Go home by Galway, it might be quicker <laughs> to get there. Um, so that's briefly before we, we finish up the county leagues. We're back in action um, last weekend. Um, not to be too critical, but I thought I think it's a terrible weekend to start um, to start the county leagues um, and and even starting them a week earlier and just giving lads uh, Paddy's weekend off uh, would would be uh, a good thing. But uh, it's good to have Club Harland back, isn't it, um, Colum or Jamie? Sorry, uh, back in the. In yeah, the county, look, and, and it's good. you just get a start to get back on the field. Yeah, look, it's great. Last weekend probably wasn't a great weekend uh, to start back, you know, but they have to start at some stage. Um, I know a lot of teams were probably out Friday on Paddy's Day, which is probably the best day forward, get it out of the way on Friday, let them enjoy their weekend or whatever they want to do. Um, but look, it's great to have it back. Um, our own juniors, junior A's are out this weekend and junior B's are out next weekend. So three adult teams back in action in space for a couple of weeks is great. Uh, Sean, uh, your beloved Sayers had a good win over County Champions Kill, Killer, Killer on. Um did, did you get to see any of it? or, or did No, I didn't. It's it? got a report there, though, on it. Um, you know, um, good work on the end. Um, Time Air actually came on and scored one, two, I think, you know, so for, for the CBS card captain there. So, no, these young lads are blending in. Um, I think Cotton Maloney and Sean Butler got the other goals as well. So, you know, it's a good old workout. Like, this time of year, like, it's probably a lot of these players first time kind of on grass, so to speak, kind of for that kind of period, you know, with a lot of lads in the gym work and maybe astro work, so it's great to have leagues and have a fix there for the coming weeks. Um, it's just probably the time and last weekend probably didn't suit. Our game was okay, it was probably mornings, but other games were kind of spread over the weekend. They may not have been as competitive as maybe teams wanting, but sure, that's the kind of way it happened. Yeah, uh, Toom dodged the Patrick's Day weekend in the, you were obviously all over in Cheltenham. Uh, you're on this weekend against Strom. It was actually it was actually the drum lads who were in Cheltenham. They, they requested the match be delayed the weekend. Love the horses over in drum. I've got their vices over there. But uh, we played um Holy Cross and Challenge match instead and uh, Friday morning, so we didn't lose a beat there. So first round now this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as I said, it's good to to have uh, game club games back and and uh, we get to to go out and see. Those games on, on Sunday's football league is on this weekend and, and second round of the Harland the following weekend. Um, anything else, lads, to add before we finish up? Oh, no, no, I suppose uh, just thanks to all the listeners over the last couple of years, Mike. Uh, it's it's gone from strength to strength, isn't it? Um, yeah. From the first few, I think we got what did we get eight hundred listens or something on the first episode, and uh, we've been going a lot bigger than that since. So it's great to have people supporting it. Yeah, absolutely. Is um, getting to a hundred? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Did we? Did anyone ever see that happening? But um, <laughs> probably thought someone would end up in jail or sued at this stage <laughs> with some, some of the conversations. Very, very close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, here's to a to a hundred more, and um, it's a it's it's been enjoyable over over the last couple of years that I've been involved in anyway. And I know you're there from the, from from the start and. Jamie, you're you're new enough to yeah. contribute and on the podcast, but you, you I suppose you were listening over the, the first couple. Yeah. yeah, it's already enjoyable in fairness. Um, 
it's great. Looking forward to, to the podcast coming out. And I'm sure the listeners are the same. They, they don't know what's going to come out of this. So <laughs> starting arguments and settling arguments. And <laughs> lots of banter, lots of fun, lots of information. And all for the betterment of the career in GA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, look, we look, we look forward to a weekends of hurling. Um, with the with as as Linda said, the twenties are out at two o'clock on on Saturday in Innes, and uh, then we have uh, what is a local derby for me, Tip and Limerick at half seven in the Gaelic grounds, and hopefully. Um, Best of luck, Mike. Best we we luck. come out on top. I'm we had confirmation here yesterday, and I took a lot of grief uh, from from the other side of the, the in-laws. Uh, over uh, maybe a lot of it of my own making but look hopefully we, we, we come out of Saturday night with a win um, certainly we're being set up for a good year so lads uh, thanks for today thanks for the last um, couple of years and uh, we look forward to the weeks ahead to return a boo bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 